Self-care check-in is a weekly podcast check-in where we open up the conversation about our self-care. We get past the simple things like a manicure, a pedicure, and going on a shopping spree, but learning how to really fuel ourselves by prioritizing ourselves. I'm your host, Christina Nelson. I'm checking in on you. You're checking in on me. So let's check in, sis. Hi, my name is Christina, and I'm recovering from insecurity. Yes, I said it. I know we've all been through it where we have our insecurities that come from so many other insecurities, <laughs> from other people's insecurities, um, from our own securities that we created, from our parents' insecurities, insecurities that have been passed down. But I am recovering from insecurities. Yes, I've been there. I have so many insecurities, and one of my biggest insecurities is the way I look, my weight, um, my skin, my face, all those different things are just insecurities that we faced as women for a very long time, especially black women. We have always had insecurities when it comes to our skin, our hair, everything about our appearance has always been something that has been torn apart, right? And um, I think our parents have always projected those different things onto us because we were taught to adjust to those different things. So if it's... um, Uh, get a perm to make your hair more straight so it's presentable for the job that you're getting or shortening your name if your name is like Lucretia or if your name is Casey Ann or something like that like you always have to adjust to these different things that insecurities have created right so last year I was in this crazy place where um, I had a whole episode and if y'all missed it listen you can go ahead and catch it it's called Secure as F and that was my podcast episode last year and it made me come out of this place because I was so insecure with myself with the way I looked and really it's because all my whole life every woman in my family is plus most of them are right and it was normal to me but for a long time my mom projected that on me she's just like you can't be a big girl you need to make sure that you're healthy look at where uh, most of the women are in our families and I was just like girl why can't I just be me so I used to eat right and this is how crazy it was so I used to eat and get on the treadmill like literally right after my mom had a treadmill in the house and I would eat my food and jump on the treadmill and run for like 15 minutes and I'm doing this at eight years old all the way up to high High school, like constantly afraid of gaining this weight that she so-called talks about, right? Of being this so-called big girl, of being unattractive because you're a bigger woman. Finally, that weight caught up with me. So I always maintained this skinny physique. Then as I hit later on in my 20s, ha, it was a joke. Your girl gained the weight. And I tell you, I heard nothing but you are way too big. You know, big girl is not sexy. Fat ain't sexy. Um, no man want a fat woman. All those different things. You hear it all the time. But of course, the times have changed and we're in the body positivity phase, right? But I want to talk about what it looked like before I was in that body positivity phase. It looked like me hiding what I eat, hiding what I wore. So let me tell you, certain things I would wear for a long time, I just started finding this confidence back. There are certain things that I would never wear. What I'm wearing right now, and if you're just listening, you're not seeing the video, I'm wearing a blue top and I'm blue top with a white shirt and it's skinny strap and it's a fitted dress. And I'm telling you, I would never wear this dress. 
I would not have worn it. But I've learned to step out of that comfort zone because I was allowing other people to define what my insecurities were. Like these insecurities were so thrown on me, right? But I used to wear sweatpants and baggy clothes. And this is when I started gaining weight. I would throw on the baggy clothes and the sweatpants and the big shirts because I didn't feel secure within myself. And everyone made it harder for me. Everyone kept saying, hey, you're gaining a lot of weight. Whoa, are you pregnant? Did you have a baby? Like, how does that, that's just so uncomfortable. Like, I'm here gaining my weight, and people would tell me, oh, you had a baby? Or I remember um, back in the day when I was swimming, somebody uh, told me that, listen, as if you ever stop swimming, you're going to gain weight because the women in your family are big women. And I was just like, dang, like, I keep getting this. You're going to be a big woman, and a big woman equals being unattractive equals being unwanted, unneeded. And I could not get past that. So I constantly, constantly had this fear of becoming a big woman. Now I am this big woman and I am proud of it. Just to let you guys know, I am proud of being where I am now. But the thing is that I struggled for years. For most of my twenties, I struggled with the fact that I was a bigger woman. And with the fact that people threw all these insecurities on me, right? And I was just, and I'm still struggling sometimes. I'm more confident, but I'm struggling sometimes. When someone goes, oh, you know, they'll try to insult me and say, oh, you're just a fat girl. Or they call me a fat B-I-T-C-H. And that at that point, I'm like, well, I already know I'm a big girl and it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to be called that, it's like, it's, you know, they try to like just nip at your insecurities real quick, right? But then I realized that I define my insecurities for me. And as time went by, I'm picking up all the insecurities that people throw out at me, the insecurities that my moms have projected on me, that my family members have projected on me. I've been throwing those insecurities out and projecting them as they were being projected onto me. I was just holding on to it, girl, carrying that insecurity everywhere, right? And as time went by, I realized that we have to create a whole different ball game with these insecurities, right? But listen, I'm going to lay it out for y'all, okay? These are the three things that I think are very important when it comes to your confidence, right? Number one, you cannot rely on someone to make you feel good about yourself, okay? I used to do it all the time. Rely on my partner to make me feel secure. Rely on my family to make me feel secure. To, to validate how I look or how I feel. I needed my family to do that for me. But I don't need anybody to do that. I started speaking up Christina, okay? So I started having real conversations with myself. And that conversation looked like, girl, you look good. So I would go out and buy the sexiest dress, the most inappropriate dress that anybody, I don't care if anybody didn't like it, but I know I liked it. And I got that dress and I put it on and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, yes, girl, you look good. You look sexy. You are beautiful. You are talented. You have beautiful skin. I love your legs. I love your gut. If you got a gut, I love your gut. And those are the conversations I had to have with myself that I love my gut and there's nothing wrong with it. I love my arms and there's nothing wrong with it. I love my little chin fat. Girl, I got a little chin fat. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it. But I love my chin fat, okay? And I had to learn how to love those things while I was loving on myself and working on building this confidence, okay? Not relying on my man to tell me 
girl, you look good after you bought that dress and you know that you bought that dress for yourself, but you expected him to make you feel good about yourself. Or you bought that, you did that new thing to your hair, you know, looking real good, right? And then you're expecting your mom or somebody to say, oh, your hair looks real good when they really didn't notice, right? But they quick to pull out that those insecurities, quick to pull out those things that they didn't like about it. You know, they could say, oh, I mean, your hair looks nice, but you could have did this, that. You could have um, made it a little bit shorter. You could have made it a little bit longer. Or you could have did a different color, right? So... Don't rely on anyone to help you build that confidence. Rely on yourself to build that confidence, okay? We don't need anyone to help us. We can break insecurity without relying on other people. That's how you break that chain of insecurity, by relying on yourself to do it. Break those chains of insecurity by speaking out positive words to yourself. Break that chain of insecurity by affirming yourself day to day. Break that chain of insecurity by stepping out and trying something different, buying something new for yourself. Break that chain of insecurity by doing something for you based on your image or how you feel about yourself. If it's eating healthier or if it's buying something new and dressing sexy. Break that chain. It's up to you to break that chain of insecurity for yourself, not anyone else, okay? Number two. (laughs) Number two is um, what will insecurity cost you? Okay, so insecurity for me costs so many different things. And I started to ask myself, at what cost will my insecurity really affect me? And it affected me in many ways. Let me tell you, I was so insecure that I went to an interview, a job interview, with sweatpants and a hoodie on, okay? And expected to get this job because I was so insecure about how I looked. And I just... I couldn't understand. And it cost me hiding in a shell. That's what it cost. It cost my mental health in the process. I was so insecure with myself that at some point I was hiding when I had to eat, when I was hungry. Even if I wasn't eating a lot, I would hide my meals. I would hide when I was eating. I would hide when I felt hungry. I would hide that maybe I ate, you know, like I ate a bag of chips or something like that. Like I would hide those different things. And it was costing my mental health. At whose cost, right? Whose cost would your insecurity hurt? At whose cost? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's at my cost. It's at my cost. And I had to keep asking myself this question. So I want you guys to ask yourself this question. At what cost would this insecurity really cost me, right? I mean, I mean, like it could cost it costs you so much where you end up in a place where it'll cost um you your a job, right? Like it did for me. I didn't get that job because I was so insecure, not able to speak up, not able to appear like I deserve this position, like I deserve this job, right? Um, I also realized that um, when I want to be the woman that I need to be, that I know that I wanted to look in the mirror and say, I love this person. I didn't want to be the woman that looked at myself in the mirror and say, I didn't like who I am. And that was something that was very costly for me when it comes to my insecurity, right? It's like, how can I look at myself and not love myself? How can I look at myself in the mirror every day and not be pleased with who I am, right? Not be pleased with the beautiful woman that I am. Number three, okay, last but not least. How does your confidence um, affect you and where does it come from? So when you talk about confidence and your insecurities, right, what, where does your confidence come from? Does it come from your friends? Does it come from your family? Where does that confidence come from? 
you that's a question that you need to ask yourself. So when I think about my confidence for a long time, I would think about I kept thinking about my mom's standards. Right. And trying to figure out what exactly did my mom want from me when it came to my insecurities? Like she wanted this this well-speaking woman. She wanted a woman that would be very talented. She wanted a woman that was beautiful, thin, that was able to be domesticated in some way, right? And also be a leader, right? And all these different things were great, but at the end of the day, I didn't fit that little that little hint, that little nail when it came to my beauty. I was too big of a woman. Until this day, my mom always tells me I'm too big, and it's okay, but I'm happy with myself. So her opinion, it's okay for her to have her opinion, but her opinion is not what shapes my confidence anymore. It's not what shapes my belief in what I should look like or who I should be like, right? So it's something that we really need to think about. Does your confidence come from who you are? Does it come from who you are as a person? Does it come from the values that you set for yourself? Or does it come from the values that my mom set for myself or your mom set for yourself or your aunts or your cousins, you know, or society? Society sets so many rules on what this confidence thing should look like, right? And who said that we have to follow other people's rules based off of our own lives? It's our lives. It's our bodies, right? We should be able to set the rules. We should be able to create the different rules when it comes to our confidence and feeling good about ourselves, right? So when we check in with ourselves, I want you to check in with yourself and have the real conversation about what your insecurities are. And we're going to break the chain of the insecurities by building our confidence because everything that you need to break those chains of insecurities, you have the tools, You have all the tools to be the confident, beautiful woman that you are. Trust me. It's just finding it, right? And asking yourself the real questions. So instead of what you do and who you do it with or what people say about. So confidence, there are three different parts to building this confidence thing, okay? And to get out of your place of insecurity. One is to find the skill of confidence. Confidence is a skill, something that you can build, right? So you want to find those skills to build your confidence. And it took a lot of different things. And I think that skill is very, um, it's unique for each person. Each person, it's a unique skill. But you have to figure out what works for you. For me, it took going to the gym and working out and feeling myself again and affirming myself again and trying different clothing and not closing myself in, right? Number two is to is to know that when it comes to confidence, there's always a cost to pay, okay? And you don't want it to be based on anybody else's cost. We're not going to pay a cost for confidence. There always will be, but we're going to make sure that we know that the cost to pay is only going to hurt us in the end, right? It's not going to hurt anyone else, not your mother, not your father, not society. It's only going to hurt us in the end, okay? And number three is that you'll always have the tools to be confident. The tools are there and you need to find them, okay? Find those tools and use those tools tools. It's there. Everything you need is right there for you to build your confidence up. So I want you to be secure as F, okay? And build your confidence, okay? Build that confidence and we're going to break the chains of insecurity.
I hope that you guys enjoy this week's self-care check-in. If you don't know, every self-care check-in, we go live on Wednesdays on my website and on my Instagram page. It is Robin Paris, M-U-A, okay? And I go live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. So go ahead, check in. We're going to be talking about this week's self-care check-in. And you just listen to the episode. So come on on and go ahead and click add request to go live with us because it's fun. And we want to hear your thoughts and your opinions on the topic. And I hope to see you there, sis. Enjoy this week's self-care check-in. I'll see you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Women of Empowerment, an organization where all women can be encouraged, advised, and renewed.